yes. Oh, wait. Why do I always do that? I always, you know, my, my, my lighting that I use in my studio here uh, is battery powered. And so I don't turn it on generally till right when the stream starts because I want the batteries to last the entire stream. But anyway, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Tuesday Bro Tuesday show that used to be a live call-in show and it might go back to that someday but right now there's just too much stuff going on to try to deal with a live call-in show right now um, we're going to be talking about a lot today we're going to be talking about bloomberg a lot today we're going to be talking a little bit about trump and his uh well we annoyed him you know we we annoyed the crap out of him and I think if we can annoy the crap out of Trump, then we have the numbers, the power, and the ability to annoy the crap out of anybody we want to. And I, I, I'll take that as a win. I'll take that as an absolute win. You know, we were so focused for so long on just Trump. Like everybody was treat, tweeting at Trump and sending emails to Trump and calling the White House and, and calling Trump and just really sticking in his craw and oh man we really stuck in his craw yeah katie uh no hat i got a haircut and uh i was just feeling uh pretty fresh and clean so i just decided look let's just go with this let's just say goodbye to a hat for a little bit we're also going to be talking about the world health organization a little bit man they're going they're going quite off the rails they are going quite off the rails there's just a whole lot of whole lot of news whole lot of news to cover today and that's uh and that's really what we're going to be talk uh, and that's really what we're going to be covering talking about i've got some some articles that i wanted to read we're going to have a little bit of story time a little bit of reading time with grim green i guess the first thing that i want to say right out of the gate is just a quick little announcement just a quick little announcement to my regular viewers uh the the, the thursday vlog this week will be shifting its time slot from thursday so let's, this is Thursday. <laughs> it's gonna be sh- it's gonna be shifting its time slot from Thursday, boonk, to Friday at 4:30. The vlog this week will be on Friday at 4:30 California time. The reason for this change is purely selfish and purely nerdy. Uh, the, the season premiere, the series premiere of Star Trek Picard is happening this Thursday, right, right smack when I should be vlogging. And my real good friend, uh, Jerry, hit me up. He's like, we're all getting together. We're going to watch Star Trek Picard. We're going to eat pizza if you want to come hang out. And I said, I want to do nothing more than go hang out with my buddy from high school, mind you, Jerry to go watch Star Trek Picard and uh, that's what I'm doing. Like that's that's literally what I'm gonna be doing this Thursday is watching Star Trek instead of vlogging. But like I said, one more time, the vlog will be on Friday at 4.30 p.m. this week. Just one day, California time, West Coast time, Left Coast time, whatever you wanna call it. Addy Tooney, you just wait. I will be reading you a story. Uh, Grim Green, how is your health? Uh, I'm doing as good as I can in Advocate for Liberty. I see you there. Thank you for coming out, by the way. Uh, doing pretty good, you know, really, really trying to, really trying to care about myself is a real bizarre thing. Um, 
One lesson that I've learned pretty recently, and uh, this was discussed on the Dogs Barking in the Distance podcast, which if you're if you're a patron, if you're a patron, then you already got the podcast. If you're not a patron, sorry, you don't get the podcast. It's a podcast that me and my wife do, but I'm talking about self-care and how it kind of means different things to different people. And one of the things that self-care means to me is being a little bit easier on myself. I'm just trying to be not so hard on myself. I really, I don't know why I hold myself to this high standard, but I'm trying to be a little bit easier on myself and that has kind of made all the difference. My boss is being much less of a dick in the last few weeks and it's really been a much very enjoyable experience. Blood pressure is still high. Working on getting my blood pressure down. I, I exercised today. I went jogging, well, running for a little bit, then mostly jogging, and then that kind of turned into a walk, into a crawl, into like a, why did I decide to do this? But I've been getting my exercise. I've been lifting weights, been trying to get myself, you know, reducing the harm in my life. That's what this is all about. This is all about reducing the harm in our lives. And we can do that personally. If you decide you want to reduce the harm, you should do it. And if you don't, then then don't. Then you don't. And you live in America and you and you cannot reduce the harm in your life as well. The one thing that I know that we don't need is billionaires trying to run our lives for us. There was a, we got off track somewhere as a country. There used to be a time when we would be upset like we were at Michael Bloomberg for trying to control too much of our lives, you know, trying to take away our liberties, trying to take away our freedoms. We're just not there anymore. We seem to, for some reason now, just embrace uh, embrace big government and embrace, you know, these politicians saying, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, you can't do that. And we just go, oh, okay, politician, I, I guess I won't do that now just because you told me to. Really bums me out. Really bums me out. A walk that turned into a grim army crawl. Death bait RDA, still uh, st- <laughs> still not a thing, still not a thing. Uh, I haven't yet rescued, but that doesn't mean it's not in my mailbox. There's a very good chance it could be there, and I'm going to be headed there tomorrow to get whatever packages I have. I really appreciate that, Rescue D-Liquid, very much appreciate that. Um, as far as what I've been vaping, I, this, the Proton Mini Kit, like crazy, um, still that Falcon 2, still this. This is like my end game setup. I don't usually do a vape buffet for uh, Tuesday Bro Tuesday, but Aspen Mod Co. Monarch with my original recipe recoil. This is just literally all all, all I want to use. All I want to use. It's loaded up with Bule Bolo. It's just all I want to use. It's what, it's what keeps me off of traditional combustible tobacco cigarettes. So... With that said, welcome everybody. Um, if this is your first Tuesday Bro Tuesday, it's a little bit uh, more chill. It's a little bit more, I don't know, I don't even know how to describe it. It's a little bit more chill. It's a little bit more laid back than the Thursday vlogs. The Thursday vlogs are very like scheduled. This is very much not, not, not scheduled. We do the super chats kind of as they happen. So if you have any super chats you want to throw in there, feel free. They'll get read as they happen. And I guess we're going to start off talking about Bloomberg, aren't we? We just got to start off talking about Bloomberg, and I alluded to this a little bit earlier, but there used to be a time when we, as American citizens, we, we took things like freedom and liberty 
very seriously. There's there's staples of what makes this country great, in my opinion. There's staples of the Constitution. It's liberty and justice for all. You know, not liberty and justice for some, and not liberty and justice for those that Mike Bloomberg deems worthy enough to have liberty and to have justice. So when Mike Bloomberg was uh, was the governor of New York City, he he really uh, he really went a little bit overboard. And I'm gonna post uh, I'm gonna show you this picture right here. This is just the this is just the the picture picture of the day right here. Let's put it right here, right over my ugly face. The nanny. Yeah, the nanny. This is this was actually from the New York Times and they posted in their newspaper this gigantic full page I don't know political ad I guess of the nanny. And if you can't read it, I'm going to read it for you real quick right now. It says you only thought you lived in the land of the free. They photoshopped Michael Bloomberg's head onto this sort of like, uh, you know, lady body, this like nanny lady body. It says, bye-bye, Venti. Nanny Bloomberg has taken his strange obsession with what you eat one step further. And I mean, just listen to how critical it is. All, all Bloomberg wanted to do, and I guess he thought he could pull it off, he could probably pull it off now. That's and that's crazy to me that that's where we are as a country that he could probably pull this off now and it wouldn't be super critic, you know, people wouldn't be hypercritical of it. But when he was the mayor of New York City, he wanted to he wanted to put he wanted to basically ban ban Happy Bloomberg, ban Happy Nanny Bloomberg. He wanted to ban sugary sodas that were over 16 ounces. He wanted to ban, yes, he wanted to ban sugary sodas that were over over 16 ounces. This was his big thing, and he just was torn into the ground because of it at that time. Bye-bye, Venti. Nanny Bloomberg has taken his strange obsession with what you eat one step further. He now wants to make it illegal, illegal, straight-up crime to serve a, a large soda, a large soda. He now wants to make it illegal to serve sugary drinks bigger than 16 ounces. What next? Limit on the width of a pizza slice, the size of a hamburger, or the amount of cream cheese on your bagel? Yeah, it's a slippery slope when a tax and ban dem wants to tax and ban everything. And this is something that we kind of talked about a little bit on the uh, the Regulator Watch live stream with Bent Stafford. Uh, if, you, if you haven't had a chance to watch that yet, watch it. There's a podcast version of it as well. But we had some pretty great discussions about things like that, about how the government, you know, there's that old saying, if you, yeah, do you remember that, Chris Mix World? I remember that too. And I remember everybody was angry at Bloomberg because he was attempting to just legislate what you can do, like what you can eat, what you can drink. I mean, that is crazy, crazy overreach, crazy overreach. Could you imagine? And he, and you know, Bloomberg now talks about, oh, well, California, that's the, that's the shiny example of the United States. Every state should try to be more like California. 
You know what we call California? You know what people outside California call California? Yeah, a nanny state. <laughs> Shining example to the to the to the republic should be California. Nanny state California. They call it California sometimes. And I don't know if I don't necessarily agree with that. But that's what they call it, California. People used to get upset about stuff like this. And I think now he might be able to get away with it. But once upon a time, people got really upset. And it's true. If you give the government an inch, they will take a mile. But they don't take the mile all at once. It's a slow buildup. Because the, the idea is that you keep giving them an inch and they'll end up with a mile because you're just giving up little things at a time, right? Like this could have passed. If this had passed, people would have gone, oh, okay, well, I guess that's the law now and we can't sell sugary beverages over 16 ounces. There's your little inch, right? But what happens next when Bloomberg says, ah, again, you get one half an ounce of cream cheese on your bagel, that's it. Too much obesity in the world. People are lactose intolerant. That's too much cream cheese on your bagel. Here's another inch. Now the government has more inches than you do because we keep giving them little inches that eventually add up to a mile. And when they do things like in Hawaii or Minnesota, I believe it was Minnesota, Wisconsin, not Minnesota, Wisconsin, where they levy this huge tax on e-cigarettes, humongous tax on e-cigarettes to what? What was their reasoning? Well, to keep down youth vaping, right? We need to keep youth vaping Huge tax on it will deter the youths. Levied this humongous tax on it. Turns out it didn't deter any youths. And they said, well, that, that didn't work. So we're gonna now it's going to be a flavor ban. That's them taking their mile because they're not going to undo their mistake from before. They're going to leave the tax there even though it's not effective in accomplishing their goal. They're just going to leave the tax there and then pile on some more regulations. And if that doesn't work, you get piled on some more regulations. That's the only solution that the government has the ability to come to is either tax it or ban it. And that is Mike Bloomberg in a mother effing nutshell. Unbelievable. Let's look at the nanny again. I just like looking at this dumb picture of Mike Bloomberg's stupid face, the nanny. You thought you lived in the land of the free? Well, you don't because Mike Bloomberg has money and influence. Mike Bloomberg is, he's anti-weed. He's anti-gun. He's anti-vaping. He's, I mean, those three things alone. Sorry, Mike Bloomberg, you're never going to get my vote. Ever, ever. I could not imagine voting for Mike Bloomberg because he has no he has no official party ties he's he's running as a democrat now but he was a republican when he was in, when he was the mayor of New York he has no political affiliations all Bloomberg wants is power power there's no other way to see it he wants his agenda forcefully pushed on you and he's going to use his billions of dollars to do it $160 million he dedicated to eradicating flavors in vape products. Again, deciding what you, as a free American citizen, deciding what you get to put in your body. What you get to put in your body. That's, un that's unacceptable to me. 
Mike Bloomberg, that is unacceptable to me. So let's take a look real quick. Completely unacceptable to me. Let's get through some of these super chats here. The, uh, there was some more up here that I missed. Trey Watt, very gracious of you. Yo, yo, to you, my man. Welcome to the Cool Kids Club. Yo, yo. Got another one here from The True Vapor. Hey, Nick, uh, what's the best way to contact you regarding the Vaping Misfits show? Also, Nick, keep up the hard work. Yo, yo. Well, if you're a yo, yo, hit me up on Patreon. I'll get back to you literally as soon as I possibly can. That's actually the best way to get a hold of me. If you're a patron, if you're not, it's nickatgrimgreen.com and that inbox is just overflowing with, with a big old dumpster fire. Big old dumpster fire. Katie, is that true? I can't imagine that that's true. Katie Kipling in the chat says, uh, he legit wanted to ban cannoli? Like, what the fuck? Cannoli is delicious. Yeah, cannoli is delicious, but cannoli's not great for you. McDonald's isn't great for you. Burger King isn't great for you. Eating a, uh, you know, a four-ounce steak every night isn't great for you, but I don't want any of those things banned because we live in the United States of America where you have the freedom to be stupid, where you have the freedom to make poor decisions. You have the freedom to eat a cannoli. You have the freedom to eat cannoli every night of the week if you want to. You have the freedom to eat cannoli for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the rest of your life if you want to. And I don't think any government official or Bloomberg can go, well, that's not really good for you. I don't think that that's really good for you. So that's illegal now. What you were doing, I know you were exercising your right as a free adult American and being able to eat whatever you want. You can eat McDonald's every night of the week if you want to. Now, as a Bloomberg is Bloomberg saying, I don't feel like that's good for you. So we're going to ban this. We're going to just take this away from you. For your own good. That's the that's the most infuriating part of all of this. It always is for your own good. It's for your own good. It's for your own good. Hi. Maybe I know what's for my own good. And maybe I don't. But that's for me to decide. That's not for you to decide. That's not for the government to decide. That's not for Bloomberg to decide. Unbelievable. Matching carpet. What do you have to say here? I'm mailing out the Enjoy Sigalike this Friday. Yes, Matching Carpet is sending me over an old Enjoy Sigalike that we're going to use in a retro vaping segment in the vlog. I'm very, very excited about that. And I think I think I got these. Uh, oh, no, there was one more in there from Patches. Yo, yo, Grim. F Bloomberg in the B. Well, I don't want to do that, but someone else could could, could possibly do that. I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe someone else wants to F Mike Bloomberg in the B, but I definitely don't. So... Let's look at, uh, let's take a quick look over here at uh, Mike Bloomberg's official website. This is his big stance, e-cigarettes and vaping. And I just want to say, when I started this nonsense, you know, when I started doing vape stuff back in 2010, and we talked about this on Regulator Watch, when, we, when I started doing vape stuff in 2010 and it was just some vapors and I'm trying to help smokers and we're trying to help vapors and we're, you know, we're cultivating this little, we're sort of like cultivating just the sprinkles, just the little sprouts that became this community. When we're doing that, I never could have imagined that 10 years down the road, vaping and e-cigarettes would be this huge political sort of issue now. 
It's like a platform now. People are expected to talk about it. People are expected to speak about it. People are asking Andrew Yang about it. He's giving cookie cutter answers. People are asking Bernie Sanders about it. He's giving cookie cutter answers. People are asking Joe Biden about it. He's giving cookie cutter answers. People are asking Elizabeth Warren about it. She's giving cookie cutter answers. It's a platform now for politics. It's no different than gun control. You know, that's something you you always ask of your politicians. Where, where do you stand on guns? You know, I'm a Second Amendment guy. I'm in favor of guns. Where do you stand on guns? That's going to help me decide my vote. Where do you stand on the climate? Where do you stand on this? Where do you stand on foreign policy? Now, vaping is in there too. Where do you stand on vaping? It's become this big political thing. And I never thought in a million years I'd be at the Mike Bloomberg 2020 webpage, which is insanity to begin with. And he has a whole segment here dedicated to e-cigarettes and vaping. As mayor of New York City, Mike Bloomberg took on the tobacco industry and won. Well, he kind of won. He didn't really win. Mike Bloomberg's attempt, Mike Bloomberg's attack on the on the tobacco industry was just monetary. He just threw money at the problem. That's what that's what he does. He throws money at things. It's how he got stricter gun laws in Oregon. Mike Bloomberg felt that the gun laws in Oregon were too lax and he, he, he beefed up all of these gun laws in Oregon with money. Just throwing money at politicians, throwing money at lobbyists, throwing money at the governor to force these stricter gun laws through in Oregon. And that's his solution is just to throw money at it. He just throws money. And that's what he did with vaping. $160 million. million to go after flavored vaping. I mean, as a vapor that's been in in the vape scene in the vape industry for a decade now, he just sounds like a crazy person to me, like the most crazy person to me. I didn't even get through the first sentence before going on a rant. (laughs) As mayor of New York City, Mike Bloomberg took on the tobacco industry and won. Now with the U.S. facing another public health epidemic, Public health epidemic, an epidemic of people quitting cigarettes. I mean, we have the numbers to show it. Overall, adult smoking rates are at the lowest they've ever been in recorded history. Youth cigarette combustible smoking rates are at the lowest they have ever been in recorded history. That's the epidemic. If there is an epidemic, it's an epidemic of people quitting cigarettes. I made it through another sentence. Cheers. Here's to you guys. Hydro homies. Stay hydrated. More than 5 million middle school and high school children used e-cigarettes in 2019 and Mike is taking action. So that number is obviously obscenely uh, exaggerated. That's not daily use. That's not, that's ever tried. That's not daily use. So he's presenting it in just a real smarmy way to begin with. Today, 97% of minors who use e-cigarettes report that they use flavored products. He threw that 97% of minors in there. The reality is that less than, what was the the number? 75% of youths don't vape. 
75% of youths don't vape. So of the ones that do vape, 97% of those minors who use an e-cigarette reported that they use flavor products. More, more specifically, they reported that they use mint. Mint and menthol. Those were the flavors that they use. Mint and menthol. Flavors are familiar to children and serve as a way to lure kids to the product. Exposure to nicotine, which is highly addictive, can have significant repercussions on kids' brain development. While the Trump administration has promised action to protect our kids, again, got to protect the kids. You got to protect the kids at, at all costs. At any curtailment of liberty, any curtailment of freedom, you must protect the kids. And we will accept it willingly. You must protect the kids. They have backed away from their promise to ban all flavored e-cigarettes. As president, Mike Bloomberg will make vaping a public health priority and ensuring the industry is no longer able to children target, target children and peddle their dangerous products. It just sounds like you're living in an alternate dimension. It sounds like you're living in an alternate dimension where they care more about uh, cigarettes and protecting big tobacco because that's all that this does. When you go after flavored vapor products under the guise of helping the children, all you're doing is helping Juul and all you're doing is helping big tobacco. You're just getting, you're just eliminating their competition, Mike Bloomberg. That's all you're doing. Or you're either eliminating the competition for big tobacco and Juul or you're eliminating the competition for maybe your own vaping product called the Hale. It's coming out pretty soon. I'm interested to see how he's going to spin that. I'm interested to see how Mike Bloomberg is going to spin being so anti-vaping but then releasing his own vapor product. That's going to be a, that's going to be like a world record pivot right there politically and publicly. Unbelievable. Flavored products designed to market to minors. Wrong. False. They're not designed to market to minors. Absolutely un untrue. Absolutely untrue. Are the tobacco industry's big bet on the future of their business? Unlike President Trump, who has made the profits of Juul and other tobacco companies his priority, Mike will put the health of the children and families first by banning flavored e-cigarettes. Unlike President Trump, who has made the profits of Juul and other big tobacco companies his priority, Mike will put the health of the children and families first. Mike, you're going to do the, the exact same thing. The things that Mike Bloomberg wants to accomplish are going to accomplish the same exact thing. It's going to eliminate all of Big Tobacco and Jewel's competition. You're handing the entire vape industry to two large companies, both Big Tobacco companies. I mean, Jewel's not a complete to Big Tobacco company. They're, they're only partly owned by Altria, but they are partly owned by Altria. He's going to accomplish the same thing. He's going to accomplish the same thing. He's handing it all to big tobacco. I mean, I can't think of any other way to say that. Reduce tobacco use by increasing the federal tax on cigarettes by $1. Mike has a proven record of saving lives by taking on the tobacco industry. By raising the federal cigarette tax by $1 per pack and raising the taxes on cigars, e-cigarettes, pipe tobacco to be on par with cigarettes. Mike's plan will discourage people from getting started in the first place. Yes. Awesome, because abstinence, that's definitely, that's, that's definitely the way to go. Dare worked perfect. 
Dare worked perfect. Abstinence is really the only uh, the only way to go, and that is not going to stop people from getting started in the first place. If you sure, if you make it more expensive, it might stop some people. But really, what what happens is that people will smoke anyway. If you raise the taxes by a dollar, people will just save. Pull that dollar from somewhere else. People, when I was a smoker, I would make sure that I had cigarettes. Always, always made sure I had cigarettes. Even if it meant, well, shit, I can't go see a movie because I don't have any money because I spent my money on cigarettes, but at least I got cigarettes. It just forces, uh, you know, the middle class and, you know, I don't, I hate the term poor people. It forces people to just spend their money on cigarettes when they could be spending their money on something else. People will just continue to smoke. So they're just going to they're just going to have the cigarette tax raise a bunch of money, you know, probably billions of dollars for the federal government. It's not going to dissuade anybody from smoking. It's just going to make poor people use their money to buy use more of their money to buy cigarettes. I mean, I I'm not crazy here. That's just what happens when you raise the taxes. People still smoke. They're just spending more money to smoke. That's what it is. Money, money. When you are uh, when you are dependent on nicotine, money isn't a concern because you need your nicotine. You're gonna buy cigarettes. I buy cigarette. I would buy cigarettes no matter what. When you need nicotine, you don't think about that. You just don't. You make sure that you have cigarettes. And this is a good one too. Oh, this is the good one too. Yeah, we're going to... Nicotine levels in e-cigarettes are precisely boosted to increase the chance of addiction in children. (laughs) I can't even get a fucking sentence past this without going into a complete blind rage. Nicotine levels in e-cigarettes are precisely boosted to increase the chance of addiction in children. Nothing could be further from the truth. Nicotine levels in e-cigarettes are wide and varying. You're all the, going all the way from zero nicotine, 1.5 milligram, 3 milligram, 6, 12, 18, 24, 20, 36, uh, 50, 59, v- wide range. The, diff- the, the reason that there's different nicotine levels is so that an informed consumer, an informed cigarette smoker who's switching over to vapor products can self-administer their own nicotine levels to keep themselves satisfied. And that is different for everybody. Not everybody treats it the same way. And there are smokers that in order to switch, and here's where we get into the argument of the you know, here's where we get into the argument of the nicotine cap as well. Some smokers need that high nicotine. They just do. People say 20 milligram is enough. Anybody can quit with 20 milligram. Not anybody can quit with 20 milligram. Some people, albeit maybe a smaller segment of smokers, but some people need more nicotine in order to make that switch. You have smokers that have been smoking cigarettes their whole lives. 40, 50 plus years, they're going to need high nicotine. The reason that high nicotine exists is for those people that need it. 
I don't need it. A lot of people do. I don't want to ban it because people need it. I feel weird about a nicotine cap still to this day. And I know it's one of those things that's probably going to happen. And I just don't necessarily agree with it because everybody's different. Everybody's different. Let's try to get through another sentence here. The same is true of traditional cigarettes and other tobacco products marketed to all ages. What tobacco products are marketed to all ages? I just need an example. What tobacco product is marketed as all ages? I've never seen one. As President Mike will mandate the reduction of nicotine in tobacco products to make them less addictive, blah, blah, blah. That's something that we have talked about into the ground, reducing the nicotine inside of a cigarette. And I can't believe that nobody else is realizing this. I can't believe that Mike Bloomberg doesn't even realize this. It's just going to make people smoke more. I mean, I'm not crazy. That is a that is a really very, very true statement. It will just make people smoke more. Yeah, well, you know, I used to be a pack-a-day smoker. And then they lowered the nicotine in cigarettes. And now I'm a two-pack-a-day smoker. I, st- I just need to get nicotine that satisfies me. And instead of smoking one or two cigarettes on my break to get enough nicotine, now I smoke four or five cigarettes on my break to get enough nicotine. Went from a one pack a day to a two pack a day smoker just by lowering the nicotine. Make it easier for smokers to quit. The government should help people quit tobacco and nicotine. No, wrong, stop, stop it. The government, it's not the government's business to help people quit tobacco and nicotine. Unless, unless, like in the United Kingdom, when they have universal health care, unless it's in the government's best interest to keep their citizens as healthy as possible in order to not incur the costs of caring for sick and dying smokers, then the government should do it. And then the government should use vaping to do it exactly like they're doing in the UK. In the United States, I personally do not feel it is the government's job to help people quit smoking. I don't, I don't think that falls under their jurisdiction. I think we should let free Americans be free Americans. And if they want to pick up smoking for some reason, God damn it, you're a free American smoke. I, don't, I wouldn't recommend it. It's real bad. I mean, real bad. But if you want to, welcome to America. Smoke, drink, eat McDonald's every day. In America, you have the freedom to be stupid and make bad decisions. And that's something that I will always come back to because that's the America I want to live in. Sorry, you guys, these Tuesday, bro, Tuesdays, they just get a little bit political. And I'm not trying to put anybody off. You know, this is a gates open, come on in kind of thing. This is the open marketplace of ideas. I'm not going to shit on you if you voted for Trump. I'm not going to shit on you if you voted or if you want to vote for Bernie. We're this is we're just discussing. There's just discussions happening. And that's all it is. I'm not trying to force force this uh force political, you know, talk on you or at you or anything like that. I'm just putting information out there. You can listen, you can absorb it. You can change your mind, you cannot change your mind. That's what's great about all of this. I don't think it's the government's job to help people quit tobacco. I don't think it's the government's job to help people quit nicotine. 
I don't think it's the government's job to help people not drink alcohol. I don't think it's the government's job to help alcoholics. That's why we have that's why we have things like AA and independent things for helping people. We can help each other. We can help each other. We don't need the government. Okay, here we go. As president Mike will milk Mike will milk what? As president Mike will make health insurance companies cover counseling and cessation medicines for smokers trying to quit. I have so many problems with every single sentence. I'm not going to go on a rant there. I was going to go on a rant there about a, 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 a politician forcing private companies to do certain things. You're going to cover this. You're going to do this. That's not the way That's not the way it's supposed to work, but apparently that's the new normal now, so we're just going to accept that. These services will be provided without copays, prior authorization requirements, or limits on the duration of treatment. Mike will also require the FDA to expedite the approved of smoke the approval of improved smoking cessation products through its Center for Drug Evaluation and Research. Expedite the approval of improved smoking cessation products. It couldn't possibly be the smoking cessation product that Mike Bloomberg himself is planning on releasing, along with Bill Gates. That's why I use Apple, along with fucking Bill Gates. Get the facts. Mike has a favorite saying, in God we trust, everyone else bring data. To tackle the smoking epidemic, we need to get the facts. The irony of this is not lost on me. We need to get the facts. As president, Michael restore and increase funding for data collection on smoking and vaping in America. Well, damn it. Do it, Mike. Do it, Mike. Get all the facts. Look, we're not against facts. There's not a harm reduction advocate or a vape advocate on the face of the earth that is going to tell you to not look at facts. We're begging people to look at facts, begging politicians to look at facts. So yeah, Mike, in God we trust, everyone else bring data, 100%. 100%. Bring the science Bring the facts, bring the data, still you're going to ban flavors. It doesn't mention anything in there about actually following the data or using the facts to, you know, make evidence-based legislation on, you know, a a, a continuum of, of risk comparing vapor products to deadly cancer causing, COPD causing, emphysema causing cigarettes. I'm getting too ranty. This is stupid. I need to chill out a little bit. What's my what's my heart rate right now? I need to calm down. I'm trying to keep that blood pressure low, Grim Green. Hydro homies. <sighs> Could you imagine the government controlling vaping? You'd ask for approval to reduce your nicotine level and it would take six months for the approval to lower nicotine. Yeah, probably longer. You'd probably have to like go to the vape offices and I imagine it'd be a lot like the DMV, you know, and you'd be sitting there in line with your vape and a number and you're just waiting and then they call you and you go up there and you go, uh, I think I filled out all the right forms. Um, I just need to lower my nicotine from 12 milligram to six milligram. Okay. I didn't fill out all the, all the forms. How many forms of ID do I need? Okay. 
Uh, it's this stack of forms. Okay. Bureaucracy in motion, you know, filling out forms. Finally, clunk. Okay, well, uh, it'll take uh, four to six weeks for your uh, paperwork to go through, at which point you'll get a uh, verification email. And uh, then you can come back down here and pick up your six milligram e-liquid in six to nine months. My only real hope now these days, no, let's not get there yet. Let's talk about my hope at the end because we still need to talk about Trump. (laughs) We still need to talk about the CDC backpedaling. As both a mayor and philanthropist, Mike has led the charge against tobacco companies and their dangerous products in the United States and around the world. As mayor of New York City, Mike introduced and spearheaded the passage of New York City Smoke-Free Air Air Act, a landmark law under which the city became one of the first municipalities in the United States to ensure smoke-free restaurants and bars. Paired with higher cigarette tax, free nicotine patches, and public awareness campaign, the results were remarkable. Mike's efforts prevented 10,000 premature deaths over a decade, and life expectancy in New York City saw a three-year increase, outpacing national trends. Mike's leadership on smoke-free air helped spark a national helped spark a national movement. Today, more than 22,000 municipalities representing more than 80% of the U.S. population are covered by state or local smoke-free air laws. As a result, Mike's groundbreaking and comprehensive approach to tobacco prevention policies during his time mayor of New York City. New York City's adult smoking rate dropped from 21.5% in 2002 to 16% in 2012 as a 26% decline. So I don't know how Mike Bloomberg can take full credit for that. There's just no way that vaping didn't have something to do with that. Vaping absolutely had something to do with that. Between 2010 and 2012, I knew vapors in New York. I knew vapors in New York City. I went to vape events in New York. I went to vape meets in New York City. Vaping was definitely contributing to the downfall of smoking in New York during that time. But Mike Bloomberg would have you believe that it was his, you know, raise the taxes and, uh, you know, raise the taxes and and smoke-free, you know, smoke-free air laws. Smoking among New York City public high school students dropped from 17.6% in 2001 to 8.5% in 2011, a 52% decline. Hospitalization rates for smoking-related illnesses in New York City declined 21% from 2000 to 2010. There were more than 350,000 fewer smokers in New York City in 2013 than in 2012. Again, probably loosely related to vaping. Beecher, are you in rage? I saw that you were in rage, Beecher. Sorry if this is an old chat. In fact, that chat probably happened five minutes ago, but I just saw it. And then by the time that the delay gets this to your eyeballs, it's been another 20 minutes because the the delay is just so insane. No, couldn't possibly have been anything related to vape. It was only Mike Bloomberg's work. He's taking full credit, you guys, full credit. And again, here's how we end it. Since 2007, Mike Bloomberg has committed more than $1 billion to combat tobacco use worldwide, estimated to save more than 35 million lives. Man, Mike Bloomberg, just just taking credit for other people's work. Just taking credit for other people's work. And Mike Bloomberg, I have nothing nice to say about Mike Bloomberg. Zero nice to say about Mike Bloomberg. He, he's a nanny. He'll always be a nanny. 
He'll always be about control and he'll always be worried about what you're putting in your body and he wants to save you from that. And it's a slippery, slippery fucking slope of them being able to do one or two little things and where does it end? I'm still on the side of that old New York Times article that says Nanny Bloomberg, what's next? If he decides that 16 ounce sugary beverages need to be banned, what's him from stopping the size of a piece of pizza? Well, pizza's too wide, shrink it down. You guys don't need to eat so much for your own good. No one should be accepting this. No one should be accepting this, Mike Bloomberg. And you're just the worst. And that's where I'm gonna end this. Mike Bloomberg, Mike Bloomberg, you are just the worst. That's just how I feel. Sorry. Let's get through. uh, I'm going to do some of these uh, super chats because that's way more fun than talking about Mike Bloomberg. Uh, Okay, I can't read your name. Light Bearer. Very gracious of you. No room in the cool kids club. Best I could do. Thank you for all you do. Uh, Hope this can get you down the road. Uh, Came to vaping late. Hope I'm not too late. Never too late. Never too late to dive in. Never too late to dive in, never too late to get active. And that's really all Tuesday Bro Tuesday is ever about is activism, advocacy, news. We need to know what's going on. And, uh, and, and that's what we do here. And that's what we do here. And hydrate. Gotta stay hydrated. <laughs> uh, TT Vape here. Uh, where are, all, where are all these kids that are admitting to vaping? When I was a teen, I told nobody that I smoked. Uh, where, where's the evidence and accountability, you know? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I mean, we don't punish kids anymore. Uh, kids just get away with whatever the fuck they want. There's, you know, no kids got in trouble for, for vaping. And kids know better, too. That's why, I mean, when all these lung injuries had first started coming out, the reason that there was so much confusion is because none of they no one was being honest. No one was being honest. Kids were saying, "No, oh, nope, it's just nicotine. Promise." Cuz you're going to get in trouble. You're going to get busted if it's THC. You're not going to admit. I mean, if I was a 13-year-old, I got caught smoking weed. Are you kidding me? My life would have been over. Of course kids aren't going to admit that they were trying and experimenting with THC. And then there's just no accountability, no accountability, no punishments, no nothing. It's the everybody else's problem except the parent and the kid. Couldn't possibly be the youth's fault because kids are stupid. Couldn't possibly be the youth's fault. Couldn't possibly be me as a parent's fault. It must be the evil tobacco companies. That's the only logical explanation. Man. Feel like people's brains are falling out. Uh, Chris, very gracious of you. Nicorette is marketed to all ages, non-addictive. Is it really? Well, Nicorette is an NRT. Even though it has nicotine, it's not considered a tobacco product. There's no epidemic of Nicorette. Nicorette's non-addictive? All right. Then why is it behind glass? Why do you have to ask a pharmacist for it if it's non-addictive? Interesting. Interesting point. Not by me, by you, Chris. 
I'm going to I'm going to look into that a little bit more. I'm going to look into some Nicorette and see how it's marketed and see if it does say it's non-addictive. I've never honestly really noticed that before. Uh, Glenn Ness, F little Mike, I will never fall for it. I Thank you. I hope that you don't. And I hope a lot of people don't fall for it. I hope a lot of people don't fall for it. But I've seen a scary influx of people on social media and Twitter speaking highly of Mike Bloomberg and that that is unacceptable to me. Nanny, he will forever and always be the nanny. He's all about control, he's all about power, he's all about controlling your life for your own good. And that's someone that I would never, never vote for. Never vote for. I would disobey every law he rolled out just on principle that it's Mike Bloomberg. Chinese Jimmy, fist bump, fist bump right back at you. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. So let's talk about, let's shift gears just a hair. Let's shift gears just a hair. We're done talking about Mike Bloomberg. I'll put a link to this in the description or the chat. If you really want to go back and visit Mike Bloomberg's campaign and his policy on vaping, uh, I see no real reason to. It's just half-truths on top of whole lies on top of taking credit for other people's work on top of Mike Bloomberg just smiling while he tries to take control of your life. Yeah, Mike Bloomberg, I'm the good guy. I just want to control literally everything you do and some of the things that you eat. Mike Bloomberg, good guy. Uh, how about this, Grim Green? Uh, for president and thick Nick for vice, that's the way Nick, yes. Nick's will fight for Nick. I can't think of a better campaign platform than that, Sebastian. I'll run with Thick Nick. Thick Nick can be my VP. The Knicks. The Knicks fight for Nick. (laughs) Liberty and justice for Nick. Liberty and justice for all. Liberty and justice for Nick. Um, So, uh, yeah. uh, Yeah, I was going to read something else about Bloomberg, um, but this is a big, long article uh, that I don't really want to read. It's one of those articles where uh, they just keep conflating lung injury issues with nicotine. They casually mention, oh, there's, uh, you know, these flavors are getting kids hooked on nicotine vapes. And in the very next sentence, Vaping is responsible for these 50 deaths in America, like without even skipping a beat, just lie to lie, just one after the other. I don't know who, can can you trust mainstream media in America right now? Can you trust it? I feel like Donald Trump was kind of giving us a little bit of a warning with the fake news. Fake news, it's fake, fake news. He's kind of right. A lot of it is fake And I feel like he was trying to warn us, like you guys, the media is corrupt and fucked. Fake news, fake news. He might have been trying to warn us, you guys. He might have been trying to warn us. And speaking of Trump, let's 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 talk about Trump a little bit. So apparently, Trump had a little bit of a meltdown. I'm just gonna read this right now. This is from Axios. Uh, The way this web page is, it doesn't fit right on here. Okay, I guess it kind of does. Here we go. This is from Axios. Trump told Azar he regrets involvement in vaping policy. This is where this is where 
I want to pat us on the back. I want to pat all you guys on the back. I want to pat myself on the back a little bit. Every advocate gets a back pat. Every everybody that's been on Twitter, you all get back pats for this. This is this is the result of us trying to ruin Donald Trump's life. Just trying to ruin his day. President Trump told his health secretary yesterday that he regrets getting involved in the administration's policy on vaping. According to two sources familiar with the conversation, quote, I should have never done that fucking vaping thing, Trump said during an impromptu call on speakerphone in the Oval Office in an Oval Office meeting. I should have never done that fucking vaping thing. Why it matters. The administration's ban on flavored vapes is one of its most prominent health policy decisions, but trying to find a compromise between public health groups and the pro-vaping community caused massive political headaches. The pro-vaping community, we, you guys, us guys, we caused, quote, massive political headaches. (sighs) Doesn't that just make you feel good? Don't you love causing political headaches? We did that, you guys. Like, there are power in numbers. We did that. We caused massive political headaches. Hydro, homies. Stay hydrated. Massive political headaches. Behind the scenes, Trump decided to call Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar during a campaign meeting while discussing health care with his political team. He sometimes does that with cabinet secretaries in an impromptu fashion during meetings when issues come up. Azar got defensive after Trump expressed regret for the vaping policy per a source familiar. Both sources familiar with the conversation said Trump wasn't expressing regret for the specific vaping policy outcome, which the team believes is the right one, but rather for personally wading into vaping and e-cigarette policy in the first place, rather than leaving it up to the Food and Drug Administration. So that is <laughs> that is just one of the most spineless things. He's basically saying... I should have never got involved in this. I should have just put my head in the sand and let the FDA do whatever the FDA was going to do. Rather than chiming in, just let the FDA do with you know no oversight, no nothing. Just, what are you guys going to do? Don't care. Just do it. I should have never got involved. Just do it. Go do it. Trump campaign pollster Tony Fabrizio was, take, was talking during the meeting about healthcare as a 2020 issue, including the importance of protecting people with pre-existing conditions. Trump also ribbed Azar over drug prices, uh, per two sources familiar, asking him, when are you gonna get these drug prices lower and pressing him to hurry up on rules that would let people import cheaper drugs from Canada. One source described Trump's tone as play bantering. The New York Times' Maggie Haberman was the first to report the call between Azar and the president. What they're saying, President Trump has said his administ- this administration will protect people with pre-existing conditions, lower drug prices even further, and surprise medical bills, and make sure Americans get the highest quality of care they deserve. White House spokesman Judy Deer said, there is no daylight between the White House and HHH as we work to implement the president's policies and improve the American healthcare system for everyone, not just those in the individual market, he added. Health and Human Services declined to comment on the meeting. 
Reality check. The administration hasn't accomplished much on health care. Congress did not repeal the Affordable Care Act, Trump's top priority, and it did not address the surprise medical bills either. The administration has done very little on drug prices and is urging the courts to throw out protections for pre-existing conditions. So I love this. I mean, I don't love it, but I do kind of love it. And I just, again, I just really like reading that sentence where we caused massive political headaches. We can continue to cause massive political headaches. We can cause massive political headaches for the FDA. We can cause massive political headaches for the CDC. We can cause massive political headaches for the governors of every state in the republic. More importantly, people like Governor Inslee up there in Washington state they are they're rolling out a hard hard ban in Washington state. If you're in Washington state, something needs to be done in Washington state right now. People like Charlie Baker out there in uh, in uh, in Massachusetts, people like uh I don't know. It's Charlie Baker Massachusetts. See, I never thought I'd have to learn the governor's names of every single state ever in my life and have to recall them like on a regular basis. I just love that Trump regrets it and I'm glad (laughs) I'm glad that he does. And I, and I don't mean this as like a, you know, I'm not trying to be uh, some sort of militant uh, person or anything like that. And, And I don't mean this as like a threat to anybody, but there are a lot of us, there's a lot of vapors and we're really, really passionate about this subject and we have a lot of free time. And we are more than willing and able to provide the service of political headaches to whoever whoever is, is, is worthy of those political headaches. We can do it. Inslee is a fool. Charlie Baker, yeah, in mass, fool. Fool. Baker is a fool. Inslee is a fool. Governor Cuomo, who I know I pronounce his name wrong and I do it on purpose. Governor Cuomo Eight kinds of foolish, 10 kinds of foolish, 15 different types of foolish. So you want to real quickly here. uh, So I know we were going to talk about the CDC real quick. What time is it? We got about a half hour right now. There's two more things I wanted to talk about. One of them is the CDC and one of them is the World Health Organization where when we get to the World Health Organization uh, area, we're going to do a little bit of rudimentary science to kind of see see what's up with some of the claims they're making about vaping. Let's see. Grim Green Trump probably won't get the vapors vote if he doesn't try and help with the PMTAs, but then who are we supposed to vote for right now? We vape, we vote. Look, vape level midnight, I I'm not here. I am never here to tell you who to vote for. I'm only going to tell you you got to vote your hopes. You got to vote your hopes. Vote for the person that you believe in. That's your right as an American. Vote for the person that you believe in. Additionally, I think there is great power in not voting. And I know that sounds dumb and sounds counterintuitive, but if there is not a candidate, 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 there's not a candidate that isn't your hopes, that isn't what you want, then by all means, vote for nobody. I think not voting is one of the most American things you can do. If there's not somebody representing you, 
Why would you, the lesser of two evils is always going to be still some evil. I can't stand the lesser of two evils thing. I just can't stand it. I think that if there's not someone that represents you, then it's your right as an American to not vote. Could you imagine 13 million vapors not voting though? I mean, that would have, for all of us to, to, for all of us to not vote, that would fuck up the whole election. And we could do it. (laughs) We could easily do it. Uh, Grim Green, you are correct. Charlie Baker is governor of Massachusetts. Damn it, I hate that I know that. Uh, Grim Green, initiate the most tame, cuddly rebellion the world has ever seen. Yes. (laughs) Most cuddly... Grim Green, you're not officially on the ballot, so can't vote for you without a write-in. You're my choice. All right. Well, I appreciate that. You can write me in. You can write me in. You can write anybody in. You can write in who you want to be president. Or you can vote for a third party, you know? If you don't feel good about I'd still encourage everyone. Yeah, vote on other things. 100% Ruby Roo. Vote on the things that matter to you. And do your homework and and vote and initiate that real change. I still believe that not voting is a very patriotic thing to do. But I have a lot of wacky nutty views on policy and politics and things like that. We are. We are. I know. Yes. Vape Level Midnight. Vape Level Midnight said in the chat, I understand that, but aren't we supposed to be united in our vote? Isn't that the whole point of the We Vape, We Vote movement? Yes, the whole point of the We Vape, We Vote movement is to bring attention to our cause and help people realize that the vape vote is a very real thing. But we have to follow through on it. And this is where we're gonna make enemies and we might get divisive within our industry. But I mean, this is a question I could pose to you just as easily. If Trump... Not Trump. If someone that, if Elizabeth Warren, someone I'm not super fond of, Elizabeth Warren, not a big fan of Elizabeth Warren. But if Elizabeth Warren suddenly and without warning came out with a big political ad that said, Vapor's rights matter to me. And if I become president, I will do everything I can to ensure that currently addicted adult smokers have access to far less harmful flavored vapor products. We will enforce 21 and over, and this will be an adult choice thing. And she just said everything correctly. Would we all vote for Elizabeth Warren? I don't know that I can even answer that question. Would we? I don't think the we vape, we vote thing, movement, means that we all need to be coordinated and organized and and we're all going to agree, right? Okay, we're like, Bill, we got Bill, Meech, Thomas, Sean, Alexa, Ruby Roo, we're we're all going to agree, green-eyed lady, we're all going to agree, right? We're going to vote for this person. Can we all agree on that? I don't think that's the point of it. I think the we vape, we vote is just to bring attention to the fact that we vape and we vote. The vape vote is a segment of vopers. Completely new word. Vopers 
that nobody's catering to, that is getting marginalized, that is getting just shunned off. And that's insane. I see no. I see no. I see no. I see no. See, to me, it's not just her, Ruby Roo. She'll say anything to get votes. Every politician will say anything just to get votes. I believe that the reason that Donald Trump made this really stupid compromise of Joe just get a bad flavored pods and vape shops, uh, open container. They're not going to be affected by this flavor ban. That was a, that was a useless gesture that solved no problems and helped nobody. But I believe he put it out there just like, come on, vote for me. I need your votes. I think that's him pandering to the vape vote. I think that's him pandering to the vape vote. I can't see. I mean, that decision made no sense, doesn't benefit anybody, still doesn't solve the issue of the PMTAs. It does nothing and accomplishes nothing. But I think that he thought that we would go, oh, okay, well, now I'm going to vote for Trump. Voper? Yeah. It's the vape vote. The vape vote. It's a voper. We vope, we vope. That's what our new hashtag we vope. Hashtag we vote. I wouldn't believe a thing either. And honestly, and look, you want to get real political here? I watched the last Democratic National, uh, whatever the debate, the the last national, the last Democratic debate. And at the end, when she walks over to Bernie Sanders and was like, "I heard you called me a liar on national television," and Bernie was like, "What? What do you? What? Let's not do this here." Like that just seemed. So completely unprofessional, so completely unbecoming of a presidential hopeful. That was a Trump move. That was a Donald Trump move. Elizabeth Warren is just, that's a, that was a Donald Trump move. Going to confront someone right on stage. I heard you lied about me. Yeah, that's, that's the good image. That's what you want to do right in front of the American people. Let's just argue with each other. Let's just argue. Sorry. We voop, we voop. <laughs> we voop, we vope. We vope, we voop. CDC. Let's get back on track here with the CDC. Going to be reading from the Wall Street Journal. So the CDC, just to get you real quickly up to speed, the CDC uh, recommended that everybody stop vaping. There were some lung injuries that happened. They were mostly related to THC cartridges at the time, black market, illicit, contaminated THC cartridges at the time, but the CDC just kept plowing through with this really dangerous narrative of just stop vaping, stop vaping. By the way, CDC, nobody that uses THC cartridges calls them e-cigarettes. And I know Scott Gottlieb... Scott Gottlieb's been on Twitter trying to clarify, well, the correct terminology matters now, not when you were in office, Scott, (laughs) but now it matters. Nobody calls THC cartridges e-cigarettes. And for a while, I feel personally that they were purposefully conflating these two subjects in order to you know, drum up support for a flavor ban in order to change the public's view, change public opinion on vaping. They just kept saying vaping, vaping, vaping. Don't vape, don't vape, 
vaping, lung injuries, vaping, don't vape. Well, finally, finally, in January of 2020, this all started September 11th, 2019. 2019. Now here we are in January of 2020. CDC finally has finally started backpedaling. I'm going to be reading from the Wall Street Journal today. The U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention has removed language from its website recommending that people consider refraining from vaping altogether during the investigation into lung illnesses linked to the practice, the agency confirmed on Friday. This change is part of a continued narrowing of a broad recommendation in September that people stop vaping due to the outbreak of severe lung injuries. Most recently, the agency focused its warning, saying that people should stop vaping THC, the psychoactive ingredient in cannabis. I am, that is one news media nonsensical thing that I wish would just go the fuck away. Who doesn't know what THC is? Anybody? Does anybody not know what THC is? Every time you see THC printed in an article, they always add the psychoactive ingredient in cannabis. That's the psycho that's the bad thing. That's the reefer madness thing in cannabis. But consider refraining from vaping altogether if they were concerned about the illnesses. The CDC removed that recommendations from its weekly case update on Thursday this week while still recommending that people should not vape THC. Since the beginning of the outbreak, evidence has increasingly linked the sudden explosion of vaping-related illnesses to a substance called vitamin E acetate, an oil sometimes added to dilute illicit THC products. One hundred percent of the cases investigated by the CDC were related to illicit contaminated black market THC cartridges. For months, the CDC purposefully conflated these two issues together and people died. This could have been stopped and prevented so early on if people like Jerome Adams just told the fucking truth. If the CDC just told the truth, they could have actually saved lives, but they hate vaping nicotine so much that they're, they were okay just dragging this out and letting nicotine vaping take the fall for these lung injuries without any clarification, without any clarification to the citizens, without any clarification to, to, to any to any consumers. They hated vaping so much that they just let it go on. The agency said that former smokers using nicotine e-cigarettes should not go back to smoking, but should contact their healthcare providers if they need help quitting tobacco products, including e-cigarettes as well, if they are concerned about the illnesses, the CDC said. <laughs> Youth, young adults and pregnant women should not vape or use e-cigarettes, the CDC said. Yeah. CDC got something right. They got a thing right. Youths, young adults, pregnant women should not vape or use e-cigarettes. Sure. I mean, that's whatever. That's a thing. Exactly, Bill Richards. Exactly. Bill Richards in chat brings up an excellent point. Leafly warned a year ago that this was going to happen. This is not 
this is not the first time that people have heard about this. This is not the first time the CDC has even heard about this. Government officials were warned that this is going to be a thing. They were warned, leafly reported on it uh, over a year ago that it could, that it was going to happen. Nope. We'll let vaping take the fall. I know. Can you believe it? False flags. Like this is the first time in human history that the government has been shady and withholding information. And all I can see, the CDC just is the state. That's all they are. I don't like the state. I say F the state. That's me. F the state. There have been 2,668 hospitalization cases of the vaping-related illnesses as of January 14th, and at least 60 people have died, the CDC said. Hospitalizations have slowed since peaking in September, but new cases and deaths are still being reported. As available scientific evidence has accumulated and incident evoli, e-cigarette or vaping-associated lung injury cases have continued to decline, recommendations were refined to reflect the best available scientific evidence and to best protect public health. Brian King, the chief science officer of the CDC's vaping-related outbreak response said in a statement. The available science shows that vitamin E acetate is strongly linked to the Evoli outbreak. Not just strongly linked. Literally, 100% of the cases were linked to vitamin E acetate in contaminated THC black market cartridges sold by drug dealers on Snapchat. 100%. None of it had anything to do with nicotine vaping. Zero of it did. And I'm thinking about reaching back out to, you remember when I was on In Focus, California, and I had to sit there on TV with that doctor who was just giving me the riot act, giving me the same regurgitated rhetoric that we've all heard a thousand times. And I went on there and I said, no, I have no issues with vaping because none of these lung injuries are related to nicotine products. I would love to reach back out to that reporter and just ask, hey, in light of this new information from the CDC, would you like to have me back on so we can talk about how I was completely 100% correct three months ago? Way more correct than the doctor that you had on? I'd love to have her back on too. Let's discuss this again. Let's open this pit up. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I'll try. I'll try to do it. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Doesn't really matter. Don't really care. So the CDC, backpedaling all over the place. All over the place. And they, and you know, they did it. I hate to even think this way. I feel like it was completely, completely intentional. I don't, I personally, you know, as a lot of people have said on Twitter, I've seen Matt Cully say this on Twitter, I, how could you possibly trust the CDC to communicate effectively if there was an actual epidemic or something? Like if there was an actual outbreak of something, my faith in the CDC seeing how they, how they handled these lung injuries they didn't get down to the bottom of it right away, but they did create a fancy little 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 anagram for it. Evoli. They had to do that. Well, first, 
Are we investigating where these came from? Okay, hang on, shut up for a second. What about the new name for it? I'd like to hear from that guy. Do we have a new name for it yet? Well, not, no, no, not quite yet. Not quite yet. Not quite yet. Okay, we'll pause everything until we have a name. Then we can investigate. As soon as Evali, e-cigarette or vaping associated lung injuries. I think the CDC did it on purpose. And I hate to even say that. But that's crazy. That's insanity to me. I can't I don't want to believe that. I don't want to believe that we live in a world where the Center for Disease Control purposefully conflated Evali with legal regulated nicotine vapor products on purpose be just because they hate vaping so much. Just because they hate vaping so much. Uh, saw someone in the chat asking about that Leafly article. I'll definitely try to find it. I have one folder uh, in my Chrome bookmarks that's like, I don't know, 800 links. You know, I just book, I just kept bookmarking things. Like as it was happening during September and October, you know, September, November, I was just bookmarking things. It's in there. I know. Blood pressure, Cassandra. Blood pressure. Jeremy V, welcome back. Thank you for reminding me. Don't forget to hit that like button. So now that we've talked about the back peddling of the CDC, now that we've talked about the uh, the Bloomberg nanny, now that we've talked, can I leave the Bloomberg nanny up here? Can I just leave this nanny over here so we can all just remember when we actually disliked Mike Bloomberg for trying to be so much of a nanny? Nanny. Now, Hydro. Um, Joseph in the chat, I did not hear about New Jersey. If you have any new information that I don't have, I'd love to hear about it. The last I heard was that the flavor ban was passed. Uh, It was waiting to be signed. I don't know if it has been signed. And then basically it's 90 days after it gets signed uh, until it goes into effect. Bloomberg has huge hips. (laughs) Bloomberg has, no, I don't advocate violence, but Bloomberg has a very punchable face. Just like uh, you could, you wouldn't even flinch if he walked up to you. I would just want to punch him in the face. Come on, Nick. You're more woke than you know. The decks are stacked before you walk in the door. I, it feels like that, Puddle Jumper. I, I, it feels like that. And, and this isn't like a conspiracy thing. I just genuinely believe, like I said on Reg Watch, with more government only comes less freedom. And Bloomberg wants a bigger government. He wants the biggest government. He wants to be in control of what you do. He wants to be in control of what you like. He wants to be in control of what you eat, what you drink, what you inhale, all of that. Of course, for your own good. For your own good. I put up the hands like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is for this is for your own good. Okay, it was signed today. New Jersey was signed today. So the 90-day countdown begins. 90-day countdown begins. 90-day countdown begins in New Jersey. So we didn't veto it. Well, we knew that was a long shot to begin with. I you know, I my heart breaks for New Jersey. I I'd love to fo- I'm going to focus on New Jersey. There's got to be something that we can do. I know it breaks my heart. All these vape shop owners in New Jersey. It's unreal to me. In fact, and, and 
you know, Mike Turk the other day posted on Instagram uh, about the shop that he started at, that he used to work at, having to post this horribly sad, well, New Jersey wants us to shut down, so the governor's putting us out of business. I wouldn't let Bloomberg control my cat's litter box cleaning. I wouldn't let Bloomberg do anything, anything. But Bloomberg is the worst. Okay, so real quickly, we got about 10 minutes left here in this here Tuesday Bro Tuesday live stream. Once again, thank you guys. Seriously, so much for coming out. Really appreciate it. Uh, Tuesday Bro Tuesday gets a little heated, gets a little political sometimes. We have a lot more fun, I guess, on the vlog. There's a lot more fun segments on the vlog, but we don't have fun here on Tuesday Bro Tuesday. Tuesday Bro Tuesday is about business. Tuesday Bro Tuesday is about politics. Tuesday Bro Tuesday is about activism. Tuesday Bro Tuesday is about shitting on Mike Bloomberg. Every week, that's what we're going to do. We're just going to have a little shit on Mike Bloomberg session. Let me, do, uh, let me do some research here real quick. Um, Mike Bloomberg likes to talk about, uh, you know, uh, California. You know, California is the, the shining example of the nation. That's what we were talking about earlier. Oh, California is doing everything right, even though a lot of people call us a nanny state, even though people call us California. Uh, our, our state is run by literally incompetent people. And if Mike Bloomberg thinks that California should be the shining star that every other state should follow suit, I say no. Don't be like us. Don't be like California. You know, 130, what is this? Hang on. Let's look at this. Let's look at this. Hang on. This is what Mike Bloomberg wants the rest of the, uh, wants the rest of the country to be like. Los Angeles, Los Angeles County, uh, 58,000 homeless living on the streets, uh, 36,000 living in Los Angeles, uh, homeless people living in Los Angeles County and 36 living in the city of Los Angeles. Um, it, homeless rates have increased from 12 to 16% between 2018 and 2019. Um, there are tens, I mean, within the state of California, easily hundreds of thousands of homeless living on the street. In, in downtown LA, you there are just homeless camps set up of just homeless people in the tens of thousands of homeless people, Mike Bloomberg. Why are you so keen to have every state in the republic have so many homeless that literally nobody knows what to do? Nobody has an, nobody has any ideas of how to deal with homeless. We talk about well low cost housing and things like that. Always gets caught up in bureaucratic red tape. A lot of these bills die in the committees that they're in. Oh no, it doesn't go far enough. Doesn't go far enough. We need to make sure that instead of helping some of the people, we have to help all of the people and it has to be the perfect thing. Otherwise we will implement nothing. That's what happens in California. I don't want every state in the Republic to have as many homeless people as we have in California. Mike Bloomberg seems to think that this is some sort of desirable, you know, uh, progressive utopia of California. It's not. It's not. Homeless everywhere. Homeless everywhere. And it breaks my heart. 
The homeless is something I really, I, one, one night, okay, we're going to talk about the World Health Organization in one minute. One night when I was uh, partaking in some cannabis casts, this was probably a year and a half ago, about a year and a half ago, um, I had this idea, I, I told Casey, I said, if I ever become a millionaire or I ever become, you know, if I ever have like Oprah money, like stupid amounts of money, I'm going to create the homeless water truck. And it's just going to be a big tanker truck full of fresh, clean drinking water with like big valves all around it, you know, and we'll just drive up and down the streets of L.A. We'll stop at like big homeless camps and everybody can get fresh water and you could shower, you know, you could shower with fresh water and everyone can fill up water bottles with their fresh water. Every week you could fill up a big target tub of just water, you know the homeless water truck. That was my vision. That was my philanthropy. And I want everyone to hold me to this. If I ever have Oprah money, which I don't ever plan on having Oprah money, but hey, someday, you never know. Things could happen. I could have Oprah money. I want every single person here to hold me accountable and say, Nick, what about the homeless water truck? What about the homeless water truck? And I will go, it's already in development, my man. We're already doing it. I want to do the homeless water truck so bad. And I want, I don't want, and that's the thing. I don't want the government to do that. I don't want the government to have a homeless water truck. I want rich people and philanthropists and the one percenters in California to provide a little bit for the state. I don't have a problem with billionaires. Like a lot of people have problems with billionaires. I have no problems with billionaires. I just have problems with billionaires that are dicks. When you're hoarding all that, like Jeff Bezos donates, what, a million dollars to the wildfires in Australia? Million dollars, Jeff Bezos? You're worth billions and you're giving a million dollars? Congratulations, you donated less money than three girls selling nudes on Twitter raised. Three girls selling their nude pictures on Twitter raised more money for the Australian wildfires than one of the richest people in the world. So I'm not against billionaires. I'm just against billionaires that are assholes. I guess that's where I stand. And they should pay their taxes like I do. Anyway, let's wrap this up. Uh, We're coming to the end here at Tuesday Bro Tuesday. And I did want to do some rudimentary science because... The World Health Organization is uh, is really, really going after vaping in in a way that uh, will just make you will just will just make you shudder. Here's a tweet from them: the World Health Organization. <sighs> the liquid in e-cigarettes can burn skin and rapidly cause nicotine poisoning if swallowed or absorbed through the skin. <laughs> there is also a risk of the devices leaking or of children swallowing the liquid. The liquid is also highly flammable. Okay, let's count. How many things did they get wrong? E-liquid in these cigarettes can burn skin. Wrong. It can rapidly cause nicotine poisoning if swallowed or absorbed through the skin. Wrong, kind of. That's the thing. It's not just a yes or no answer. It's a complicated subject that requires a complicated answer. So that statement is partly true, but not completely true because the liquid 
if it has no nicotine, cannot cause nicotine poisoning. And there is zero milligram e-liquid used in e-cigarettes. There's three milligram e-liquid used in e-cigarettes. I don't think three milligram would cause nicotine poisoning, would certainly make you sick. You would probably throw it up before you could consume enough nicotine to actually get nicotine poisoning, but let's move on from that. Or absorbed through the skin. Not not true at all either. Uh, Definitely not true at all. You would need really, really high concentrations of nicotine. You would need to be a DIY mixer and handling 100 milligram bottles of liquid and, you know, without wearing rubber gloves and it could absorb into your skin. So again, that statement, half true, not completely true. There is a risk of the devices leaking or children swallowing the liquid. Sure, that's true. The devices leaking, I don't feel like is a health hazard. Children swallowing the liquid obviously should be 100% never happen. That's why we have uh, child safety caps on uh, every bottle of e-liquid in circulation right now. Um, Didn't need to be federally mandated, didn't need to be state mandated. This was the vape industry self-regulating with child-proof caps. That's why we have child-proof caps. And if look, if child-proof caps are good enough for things like detergent, then child-proof caps are good enough for things like e-liquid to keep kids from being able to open them. And then the last one here, this is my favorite. The liquid is also highly flammable. (laughs) The liquid is also highly flammable. So, Let's just real quickly in the last uh, one minute of this live stream, let's prove the uh, World Health Organization wrong. I have a bottle of e-liquid that according to the World Health Organization is highly flammable. So I have a uh, uh, plastic grim green coaster here. I'm just going to dump out some liquid. I just want to make sure that that's getting on camera. There's some liquid dripping right there. And I have a lighter from MedMen. We're going to try to light this on fire. Um, I don't even know why I'm trying this because I know it's not going to work because we know that nicotine isn't flammable. Um, We know that propylene glycol is not flammable. We know that vegetable glycerin is not flammable. Those are the ingredients in e-liquid. And if the ingredients separately aren't flammable, I don't think that the ingredients together are flammable. Maybe it needs to be uh, like in a mist or something, right? Maybe it needs to be in a state that e-liquid would never really be in. Maybe it needs to be in a spritzer bottle and then you could hold up a lighter and go and it would do it, but it won't because it will just put out your lighter. The vapor itself is definitely not flammable. smothers the flame e-liquid will actually put out a fire it's not flammable and i don't know how yo you just tried it too gypsy let's try it there go the eyebrows um it's it's not it's not lighting on fire world health organization look you said it's flammable i feel like you should prove that it's flammable 
Not not flammable. 100% not flammable. That from the World Health Organization is just a straight up lie. That is propaganda lies. Lies. And unfortunately, that's just where we are right now. And that's what we're dealing with. And it's infuriating and it's frustrating and it makes my blood pressure go up and it causes me stress and anxiety like that, that I can't explain. But it's just what we're dealing with. And soon, hopefully soon, we can cause some more political headaches. We can cause some, some political headaches for the World Health Organization. We can cause some political headaches for the CDC. It's critical... It's critical times right now. I'm glad we're all involved. My finger I know. My fingers are going to burn before this e-liquid. I'll try it again. Yep. Maybe if it's uh Nope. It literally just won't uh, light on fire. And I mean it's in there. The fire is on this e-liquid and it's still not flammable. So The World Health Organization should hashtag quit lying, maybe retract that statement. Um, I didn't know that people were just making shit up now. Oh, it's flammable. It's flammable. Is it? Just with one sentence, you've managed to change the molecular composition of vegetable glycerin to make it somehow flammable, even though it could never possibly be flammable. Lies. We're dealing with lies. We're dealing with propaganda from big media. We're dealing with propaganda from the state. We're dealing with propaganda from Mike Bloomberg. And it's just enough to throw your respect. Yeah, exactly. There goes your respect for the World Health Organization. Exactly. We need to, what did uh, what did Dr. What did Siegel say? What did Mike Siegel say? Was it Mike Siegel? Not Mike Siegel. Clive Bates. What did Clive Bates say? We need to erode the credibility of the myth-making machine. The media, the CDC, Bloomberg, the World Health Organization, myth-making machines, half-truths, and whole lies. And it's enough to make you crazy. So we live to fight another day. We keep fighting. We keep fighting in New Jersey. We keep fighting in Washington State. We keep fighting. I cannot not fight. I cannot not fight. That's the only, that's, that's all I can say. That's all I can say. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up this here. Uh, uh, Tuesday, bro, Tuesday. Thank you guys uh, for coming out. Bloomberg can go to hail. Uh, that's it. No more super chats. So we're going to go ahead and end this Tuesday, bro, Tuesday live stream again. Thank you guys. Seriously. So much for coming out. Um, I say this all the time. But there are strength in numbers. We really pissed off Trump. And I get the sneaking suspicion that we could really, we could do a lot. And we are going to do a lot. And I believe in us. I believe in you guys. I believe in this vape community. And I, that's that's all I have. Rebellions are built on hope. Rebellions are built on hope. Louder. We vape, we vote. No prohibition. We... We are the revolution. Anyway, uh, thank you guys again one more time. So much for coming out. Really appreciate it. Um, Don't forget that the vlog will be Friday. If you see anybody asking, just tell them. Nick said Friday, 4.30 p.m. Friday. That's the time slot for the vlog just this week. 
Thank you all for coming out. Nothing but love and respect to all of you. Let's keep fighting the good fight. Let's absolutely keep on vaping. And no matter what any crooked politician tells you, no matter what Donald Trump tells you, no matter what Secretary Azar tells you, no matter what Governor Inslee tells you, no matter what Governor Charlie Baker tells you, no matter what Governor Cuomo tells you, no matter what Mike the Nanny Bloomberg tells you, absolutely, you guys, let's keep on vaping. Peace out.